ladies and gentlemen, from NBC Boston. Who's covered every sport from coast to coast, up and down and sideways. All over the globe, ladies and gentlemen. Versatile, multi-talented, sharp-dressing, good-smelling man, Eric Freed. Wow. Joins us this morning. I, I don't believe I've ever got the good smelling introduction. So that's well, good. Well, I, I don't feel like that's the case right now since I just got up a short time ago. Well, so. well that's that may not be uh, may not be the case at the moment. <laughs> that's but why I do this over the phone, so you yeah. don't have to experience it in person. Historically, I've uh, found you to be uh, effervescent, and I don't, mm. I mean that in the yes. nicest way. That's so. my personality and my fragrance. There it is. I want to give kudos to Kelly Brown because uh, whenever you work in Randall Cobb, you should work in Lob, and whenever you work in Andrew Luck, you should work in Suck. I I think that's just uh, yeah. the rule of the alliteration scoreboard. Kelly, well done. you got to admit, I mean, the pace was great. I mean, just uh, just a nice way to start the season off. Very, it, was it is a well challenge, done. too, because, I, I, well, we had all but, um, you know, you got two games tonight, no buys. So you got a lot of games to work in there, Kelly. That's a lot of keep on, you know, the keep tabs on. So yeah. well done, my no, friend. Like Coach told me it's only one week. So let's just calm down. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. It's nice to have that kind of perspective right there. Right. You know, that's it. So I mean, oh, you know, we talked with uh, we talked with Chatham last hour about the Patriots, but I mean, yeah. your, your takeaways from uh, from the, the first game of the season? Uh, you know, there were obviously some things that they uh, that were far from perfect, but when you come out and get a win, and the history of the Patriots, as we've talked about year after year, is kind of tinkering with things in the first few weeks, building up as the season goes along and being ready to make a run to a Super Bowl, which happens year after year without exception over these last uh, 15 years or so. Right. Um, you get a win against a team that's supposed to be challenging you for an AFC championship. Um, like I said, it, it wasn't perfect, but there's plenty of good. I mean, obviously Gronk and Brady, just watching them yeah. just in mid-season, mid-career, mid-Hall of Fame career form, seven catches, 123 yards. For Gronk, um, that was a good start. I yeah. mean, I, there's there's no question that uh, you, you come out of it. And I think I heard you say b- uh, before, Greg, that uh, you know it didn't feel like they were in danger of losing the game. I, it, it, you're still sweating it out a little bit. A little bit like, at the to end, the yeah. end, there was a little bit of that. All right, you know, they haven't gotten that two touchdown lead or anything, but yeah, you know, they they. they Ended up getting the win. That quote was attributed to Kelly, actually. It was a Kelly quote from earlier. He's oh, the one who said, sorry. Yeah, that's sorry. okay. That's all I, right. I hate, to, I hate to get quotes wrong. Speaking of... Take Greg out of context. Speaking so. of Kelly, uh, what's your take on the whole Serena thing? I mean, was she being a bit of a crybaby, or did she have grounds? It seems to me the first thing that jumped out to me was that the chair umpire went too far, was borderline using his power, his little, uh, you know, high... high High thrown there to say, okay, you want to keep up? You want to, you want to call me a thief? I'm going to come right back at you and take a point away. I'm going to give you a warning. Yeah. Uh, it, it's written out. It's laid out in the rules. You know, you get to that third one, you take a game away. But I, I don't recall ever seeing that happen, you know, for, for in, in any match. Now, I, I don't watch every match of a major or of a Grand Slam event, but right. it, I, I don't recall that happening, especially to the greatest of all time, Serena Williams, in a championship match. So I, I thought that it should never have gotten to that point is, is my biggest takeaway. The chair umpire should have just said, hang on a second. Obviously, there's a game referee. You learned about the inner workings of tennis a little bit if you didn't know it. It's not all in the guy in the, in the chair umpire seat. There's a game referee. 
and obviously Serena was getting worked up, and somebody should have come out and said, all right, let's just take this off the court for a second, discuss it, and calm things down. We don't want to get to a point where we're making an incident out of this. It just kept blowing up. Now, does she use her power as the greatest of all time and and her position? Has she done this before where she's gotten hot? Yeah, but she had reason to be hot because she disputed the fact that she was getting coached. But then her coach came out and said, yeah, I was coaching her, but everybody does that. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, How do you so know that was, that was the weird thing about it. I, the person I felt worse for was uh, Naomi Osaka. I know. kind of like playing great. She was, she was beating Serena just on merit without a game being taken away or given to Osaka. So I think it diminished her championship, and no matter how much they tried to you know, sell, you know, even Serena was like, oh, you know, this is about Naomi. It turned into, well, uh. and this is true, Greg. I mean, think about Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, even current players right. who have F-bombed officials. Right, <laughs> and, right. And I don't recall a game being taken away. You know, to be called a thief, yeah. you know, I get it. You broke a racket, boom, that, that's a violation. That, ca- that counts against you. But it should never have gotten to that point. And yeah. I, I put that primarily on the chair umpire because Serena's done this before, and the chair umpire should say, you know what, let's slow down. I'm not going to bully you here. I'm not, he, he could have said, all right, if this keeps up, I'm going to have to take you to that third step here, which is taking away a game. And I think it would have calmed down at that point. I think it would have calmed down at that point because you've never seen that before. Yeah, it was crazy, and I felt bad for the kid, 20 years old, first uh, tournament she wins, and she's balling up there because the yeah. crowd's booing. You know, it's crazy. And, but, and, and she even referenced, she goes, I didn't know if they were booing me because, right. well, she was given the game yeah. and – you know, how this has been tarnished and tainted. And I don't think, I think if you take a step back, Serena was losing, and mm. she was losing pretty handily to this yeah. 20-year-old. Yeah. And Crazy. perhaps it was calculated by Serena to try to slow things down and try to try to deflect and try to fire things up. I, I don't know, but I watched it over and over. I'm reading the, you know, the transcript, and, you know, and she says, well, I have a daughter. I wouldn't cheat. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that I know. Was, I know. We're, we're, it's just so many layers to this right now. I love but that it she, was, she says, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather lose than cheat. I don't take signals. And then the coach goes, I was giving her signals. I'm like, oh, <laughs> was, so know, I was giving her signals, but everybody does it. Well, that doesn't make it right. But, Ouch. So I, I think this will be a case, Greg, where yeah. they say, all right, well, is some coaching, is eye contact, is that is that allowed? But there's got to be a way to handle it better than the chair umpire saying, uh, you, know, you know, third code violation, game, and everybody was like, what? I find that any time <laughs> you put somebody in an elevated chair, right, <laughs> they think that <laughs> yeah. their ass don't stink. They're, yes, they're, they're used to yelling at you. You know, people like, you know, those things court. can be knocked down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, like, uh, there's, the, a, there's a men's player, and I think it was at the U.S. Open, who is known for tanking games. Yeah, uh, Curios. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I think it was during the Open the chair umpire came down from the chair to talk to him and yeah. say, hey, you better start playing. So it's not like they're locked in a seatbelt up in that chair. You know, just right. come on down. Let's go talk to the game referee, the match referee, and let's yeah. work this out. But it, it just got way too high. And, and it comes back to, like, well, I think the chair umpire is supposed to be in a position where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to let it get to this point. But uh, he was just in a... In a ornery mood, you know, a pissing contest with yeah. uh, Serena Williams, and they were both digging in. And uh, you know, Serena was the one who suffered in what the end. What you got, Kelly? Uh, about three weeks left of the playoffs, Frito. But as this weekend showed us, uh, no matter who, whether it's the Astros, Cleveland, or the Yankees, or maybe even the A's, uh, we'll be in for a dogfight. 
Well, especially when you take a look at the bullpen. That's the one area we talked about, Kelly, where it's, that's the biggest question mark for the Sox. And we saw it again last night. They had a 5-1 lead. Porcello can't get out of the sixth. The Astros come back, very good team, tie it up. Stephen Wright's been pretty good out of the bullpen, so he may be a guy they can count on. Chris Sale comes back Tuesday, and he's only going to pitch two innings in this first start. And then he, according to Alex Cora, will throw three innings, You know, trying to build him up to 100 pitches to get him ready. But there's going to be so much pressure on Sale and David Price and Rick Porcello, and Eduardo Rodriguez, whoever happens to be starting for the Red Sox in the postseason, to get deep into the game because there's nothing you feel too comfortable about in the bullpen, which is crazy to say about a team that's won 98 games before the middle of September. You know, they're going to go over 100 wins this week. They've got Toronto and the Mets on the schedule at home this week. So you're talking about a team that's chasing a franchise record for victories, and there is an uneasy feeling because when it comes to the playoffs, what you see is what you get with their bullpen. You know, and that, that, that to me is going to be the big issue. That, that, it, that's been something that's been on the radar for weeks and months now. And can they, in the postseason, score enough to overcome any sort of hiccups from the bullpen? That's usually a challenge. So it'll be interesting to see how Alex Cora and the Sox play it. Who's going to be in that bullpen? How are they going to use some of these pieces to try to get to Craig Kimbrell late? Because you, you listed them off, Kelly. The Indians, the A's, the Astros, the Yankees, these are all teams that they've got some arms in the bullpen and they've got some, some answers, certainly, for, for the Sox. So even if they win 110 games, it's not going to mean much come the first week in October if you can't get an out in the 6th, 7th, and 8th inning. And I'm sitting here this uh, uh, coming in this morning. I was driving and thinking, okay, is uh, up in heaven is blacksmith? Uh, he's, he's pissed, right, that they tied, he, but he's got to be happy that they didn't lose. But you know, and Andy, he would have been he would have been BS. When anything happens with the Cleveland Browns, I think it, it almost puts a smile, good, bad, or otherwise, because right. it makes me think of Andy Blacksmith. Of course, you know, and. To, to watch that game yesterday and for it to end the way it did. So you go from having a losing streak to having a winless streak, but it feels like you won in some ways because all you've been doing for the previous 17 games is losing. So I, I guess if I was going to interpret how Andy Blacksmith would look at that Cleveland Browns victory, he would say, well, typical <laughs> – Blanking Brown. Yeah, oh know, yeah. Like, Anger was his go-to you know, emotion. Nothing's good right. enough. You know, they can't figure it out. So you know what was, killed uh, me? You that, know what, that was a good moment. You know what killed me? Killed me that they cut to the Browns-Steelers uh, game right after the Patriots. I'm like, wow, it's tied. This is exciting. Then, boom, they go to overtime. We're contractually obligated. We cannot show you. What? <laughs> what yeah, is that's that? A bad, that's a bad piece of the contract. I mean, that's where red zone comes in handy. So the yes. NFL probably is going to keep that contract in oh. place. And if you wanted to watch it, then you can pay the extra money each month for Red Zone. And, Horrible. Uh, yeah, I do. That way. Horrible. I get it, too, but yeah. I just was it's, pissed. I'm like, oh. you, you, give, you wet the appetite, and then you, you take it away. Uh, where are we going to see you this week, Mr. Free? Uh, it's just a behind-the-scenes week, getting ready for a little football down the line. So uh, I'll be... Uh, I'll be chilling out this week. Just so uh, you got some college up, my man. College sports. You'll be doing some football, and uh, I got football. Yeah, I got football, and the, all the hoops starting to come together. And uh, so this is the you know this is a little bit of the calm before the storm. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm right. soaking it up. Awesome. All right. Well, best to the uh, lovely wife, uh, Beth, and oh, the kids, and everything. Everybody there. Everybody's good. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Right. Got to be when you're married to a guy who's effervescent. Ah, uh, all right, buddy. Smelling it, feeling it. <laughs> it's smelling you, it. Smell you through the phone. All right, Frida. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you. Eric Frida, everybody. You got it. Uh, we.